Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Sean Mackey's back, back, back. Give our show a five-star review. Okay, it doesn't work like I wanted it to. But hey, welcome to this week's edition of 48 Minutes, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com. Tim Daniel and Sean has returned from Alaska. I'm so excited to have him back here. We're going to talk about the finals. We're going to talk about KD's injury and how much it sucks. It just sucks so much. You hear us while we're recording find out the news that Kyrie not only fires his agent and hires and partners with Rock Nation. And, of course, we can't do an NBA show without talking about Anthony Davis. Without further ado, I want to let you guys know next week it's going to be a crazy week on the 48 Minutes Network. We are draft deep, I guess you can call it. So we will have, starting Monday, we'll do our mock draft on our YouTube channel, uh, which we'll tweet out the link. I'm still trying to figure that out, to be honest with you. We don't use it as much as we should. Um so we're going to have all three shows, 48 Minutes, Shot Collars, and At Large Bid, all here picking as teams, going through the mock. Um, and then we will also be having an article series starting Tuesday with Shot Collars, Kyle Brandon, talking about the effects of the lottery. On Wednesday, you're going to get an article from 48 Minutes contributor Donnie Menke talking about um, some of the late first-round steals in this draft. And then on Thursday, yours truly, Tim Daniel, Gives you the profiles of some second-round potential stars. Stars is a little strong, but you catch my drift. And then, of course, Thursday we'll have on our YouTube channel again our stream of the draft. So we have a lot going on. It's a busy week. Cannot wait. Uh, Without further ado, though, you want to listen to today's show. You want to hear about the happening right now, right? Well, this is the place to be. Go on iTunes. Give us five-star reviews. We're working our ass off, like I said. So here it is. We appreciate everything. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Whoa, boom, shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Youngest is covered in fucking hands of what we coming with. Others in love with the drug and this family just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them coming in. 48 Minutes, 48 Minutes, 48 Minutes. Sean, welcome back, man. Thank you. How long has it been since you did a show? Has it been like a month? It's been th- like three weeks. Yeah, you were in Alaska. I was. It was your pictures with you, your wife, and her family look beautiful. They were. Yeah, it was. It was like living in a postcard for two weeks. Yeah. Like legitimately li- living in a postcard, but like after two weeks, like when you're like on, you know, like day ten or eleven of being in Alaska it becomes commonplace. You're like, yeah, there's another mountain. Oh my. <laughs> and then, and then like the noobs on the trains and buses are like, moose, moose. And you're like, yeah, that's a moose. <laughs> you saw a moose. <laughs> Dude, I saw several moose. We went out whitewater rafting and right in front of us, actually, right before we got in the boat, one crossed the water. It was kind of, kind of one of those like unreal moments that I'll never see again. It sounds like a Dreamworks movie. It was it was pretty it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I had a really good time and my in-laws were kind enough to take me and my wife to on a big long two-week trip. It was the longest vacation that well it it was the it's the longest I've been away from any sort of job since I was in high school. <laughs> so I have not had two straight weeks off since uh my senior year of high school. I don't know. Actually, what, actually, actually, sophomore year. I'm sorry. I don't know what it's like to have two weeks off of work. Like, I can't imagine. Like, I'm sure it felt great. I'm sure it, it was did. nice to not it have did. to do like your regular responsibilities. But 
Yeah, yeah, and it was kind of weird because you know, it, uh, you know, I was kind of thinking about you know my you know the people I work with at my job, you know, like you know, but when I got up on 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 this cruise that we were on, I mean, there's a four hour time difference, so you know, I'm getting up at like eight o'clock, and it's already you know four hours ahead <laughs> there so it's like already like lunchtime back home so it's kind of a it's kind of a weird feeling and also the sun doesn't go down in yeah in, in alaska like except for like maybe like two and a half three hours a night which is also very disorienting i can imagine yeah so i, mean, I, you... I it's safe to say that they're not going to be getting a uh, a basketball team anytime soon yeah so you've been the last few years you've been to mexico you've been to tokyo and you've been to alaska yeah, and a few a few U.S. places too. Uh, we also went to Vancouver on this trip. So there you go. Amazing city, amazing city. Only saw uh, one. I saw two NBA uh, paraphernalia uh, t-shirts or hats the entire trip. Um, I saw a Toronto um, t-shirt while I was in Vancouver. A guy was wearing a Toronto shirt, which was still crazy. Yes. Because you just don't see it. And while I was in Alaska, I saw a cook wearing a legitimate um, throwback Vancouver Grizzly uh, hat snapback. That's wonderful. Yeah, and I mean, it was you could tell it was like it was the real deal. So, but uh, yeah, there's Alaska's weird, man. They don't. Uh, they, there's no. They're, it, the the towns are so split up. The only way you can get there is by train or plane or boat. So like, there's like, there's no way they're ever gonna get any professional sports franchises. <laughs> so yeah, there used to be the Alaskan Classic, um, for college basketball. They used to have a game games up there. I remember I talked to Melvin Levitt about it one time because UC played Duke there like in '98. They played in Alaska. Yeah, and I was wow. like, what was it like? He's like, it was dark the whole time. Yeah, that the other part of the year, it's they only have five hours of daylight. So I mean, it's uh, it's uh, you know, the a few places we went to, they said they get two hundred and fifty days of rain a year, and like the tour guides are super excited and telling you how great it is, and I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> like I mean, I think Cincinnati uh, has has pretty wild weather swings, and uh, I I you know I can't I can barely handle that, so I can't even imagine just being in gloom all the time, but. I will tell you this. I, I I missed. I completely missed the first two games of the finals, mm-hmm. um, and I uh, because the uh, for some reason ABC was cut out um, on both the boat and all of my devices. I couldn't access it on Directv or the app or anything, so I, I did not get to watch the first two. Um, however, I did get to see Game Three. Um, okay. Not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> not not by the teams, but by the quality of the TV set I had to watch it on. It was real fuzzy. So um, I was really happy to uh, to be able to watch uh, games four and five. So and and game five, I uh, I got to actually watch at my house. So that's that's good. I'm I'm glad I'm back for at least the tail end of this of this NBA Finals, which has turned out to be pretty interesting. Yes, it has. By the way, you literally take a trip every year during the finals. Where are you going next year? Actually, I I, <laughs> I am. I'm going to a wedding in New York the same week. After. <laughs> oh my god! It's just it's been weird. <laughs> I don't I don't plan this stuff at all. Like I don't I don't plan it. Like my wife, <laughs> obviously, my wife planned our wedding, so that was that was <laughs> that was out of my hands. And then uh, and then last year. Um, 
this year this year i went to alaska which i also didn't plan and next year uh, some some uh relatives are, are getting married in new york so but that's not gonna be a long trip so i'm not gonna miss the whole thing but yeah it I, inevitably i missed the five i've missed the finals the last three seasons <laughs> it's been weird yes it has but let's kind of start there um i know Last we talked well, on the network in general, I know because you've been gone a little bit, we did a show right after Game 3. Um, so obviously everything has changed in the everything. last two games. Everything has changed. Um, uh, yeah. Toronto, the real deal. Yes. Locked in, ready to do this. We thought they were going to do it. They almost did it several times the yes. last game. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm not going to give – all the credit to you know Toronto collapsing or anything like that because they put in a, a hell of an effort and also the Warriors you know probably you know did the Warriors won. do what the Warriors do the Warriors are doing what the Warriors need to do even with their you know the backs the backs were against the wall and uh, they some that was one of the, the gutsiest wins I think I've ever seen also a little luck mm-hmm. <laughs> a little luck so um, some you bad know. decisions on the other end so um, so Kawhi Leonard. You know what? Let's just call it what it was. When we look back at Game 5, he wasn't very good other than that like fourth quarter stretch where he gave them the lead and really looked like he was about to put it away. Yeah. Other than that, like he got away with a very long travel call. He did. He um, did get along with a very long travel call. But really, I mean, he wasn't spectacular i don't know maybe he was good but like for Kawhi leonard standards i guess in a closeout game i expect him to be unstoppable but but it's funny like i do we did would we have expected that last season for him to be like absolutely unstoppable and playing out of his mind like he's been this year i don't think we would have michelle beetle certainly would have wouldn't have well well (laughs) man that that like that video from her last year just ripping him apart is going all over the internet today yeah it is yeah it is yeah and uh he uh he is, he is just crushing critics over the last couple of years. And, I mean, this really goes to prove that everything that he has done has been correct. Yep. He had to leave the Spurs. Had to. He, had, he even though, you know, did not want to go to Toronto initially at all. Right. Was, was definitely not on the list. It's never on anybody's list. Man, I want to go to Toronto. It's like wanting to go to Cleveland. It's just not it's not something you're gonna do. So he wanted to go to LA. What was the other he had another choice too? It was the it was like the Clippers. Yeah, it was the Clippers. It was there was a few of them. There was a few of them. I don't remember the other ones. I just you know remember the so Clippers. F- yeah, you know what's so funny about that is you mentioned that no one wants to go to Toronto, but people like when they go. It's a great city. They love it. Great city. Worst I mean, air one of the worst airports I've ever been. One of the worst airport experiences I've ever had is in Toronto last year coming back from Tokyo. But I will say this, Toronto, they've they've waited, you know, it's been, they came in the league in the 95, 96 season, and uh, here we are, you know, uh, not even 30 years down the line, and I mean, they're in the they're in the finals, which is huge for both, obviously, the city of Toronto and for the, you know, the country of Canada. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, this is, this is, this is unprecedented, because I've, I've, as you know me, man, I've, I've called the the Raptors, a bunch of names over the years. Yes, so, so, cause I just, every, every time that, you know, everyone's like, Oh, I think this is going to be the year. They blow it. They blow it. They blow it. And I think it was all DeMar DeRozan's now at this point. I think he was the bad luck guy. 
He was the bad luck guy. We just didn't know it then, and uh, and it's turned out to be a a one of one of the smartest trades probably in NBA history. Yeah, you know what, man? Like last week, I criticized Kyle Lowry for the first two games and how he was really rough. And then, but man, he was really good in game 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 three and game four. In game five, he truthfully was really good for the most part. And then, like down the stretch after that timeout was just awful. I'm not really mad at him for getting a shot block because Draymond made a hell of a play. Sure, but, like he was so bad. Well, he got in foul trouble early, but he had some big buckets down the stretch for them. So I'm not gonna like you know lay into Kyle Lowry. I mean, he's you know. Uh, I think his best years are behind him. I don't, sure. I don't, I mean, he's kind of on like the, the wrong swing right now of 30. So, um, uh, you know, I think, I think he played very well in game five. I really did. I, I didn't, I mean, it wasn't the best. And of course he did miss the last shot, but you know, Draymond going to be Draymond. So right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fault him for that. He's well, got, not either. he's got four inches on him, I think maybe five. So it's, um, you know, it is what it is. Good play. So, which, you know, initially it looked like he just took a bad shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, which was what I was like. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, everybody, right after that shot was gone, why would you take that shot? That shot was terrible. And then it's like you look back at it and it's like, yeah, that was definitely tipped. Yes, it very much was tipped. So, it, you know, good on Toronto for, you know, getting a shot. But, you know, good on Draymond for, for getting on top of it because that, that, you know, could have cost them a championship. So, you know. Yeah. So that's I'm glad you brought up that point because really the Warriors should be done now, right now, right? Like – Oh, 100%. Not just, not just, you know, he saves the game on that block, but there's the over and back. There's the Boogie Cousins moving screen, which I can't believe a ref called that in that situation of a game. So, oh, that was, yeah, that was, that was silly. And then, of course, we had the, uh, the goaltend or the basket interference and then the goaltend. So there was, there was three plays that were, goofed up by him at the end but this is the, this is the thing demarcus cousins has never even been in the playoffs before no i think truthfully like really when when durant went down he was really good for them yeah like there, yeah. there's like there's yeah, a lot he, of stretches he, he, where he, he just he, really he got yeah. him back in the game he got him back right. in the game but then those last couple possessions almost cost him the game so yeah. but you know like i said bookie's never been in the playoffs let alone the finals this is the first time and i mean it's weird to think if we could have seen this you know just like flipped on the tv you know in the future two years ago and saw boogie cousins on this team with the warriors and then found out you know you get you know kevin durant's down you're like oh man well they still got this there's like no way us from two years ago think that they don't have this yeah, I agree. But but a lot of things can happen in a year in the NBA. That's what makes it so interesting. So I mean, you know, you can think. I remember thinking when when Bynum and Gasol and Kobe Bryant got together, I was like, "This is it. They're going to win like the next ten titles." Like I was, I, I didn't, I didn't think they were, I didn't think they were going to stop. But everything stops. So and yeah, we thought that about the Heat. Yeah, we thought that about the Heat too. It's like this is just going to continue on. I mean, we really didn't think he was going to leave Miami. Was he really going to leave Miami? Is this really going to happen? Oh my God, that really happened. So you know, anything can happen in the NBA. That's why it's such a fun, fun sport to follow every year. And uh, um, let's let's go on to Kevin, man. Let's talk about Kevin Durant. The saddest, worst thing to happen to the NBA in quite some time. Yeah, so I wrote an article on our website on 48minutesnetwork.com about how I really thought Durant deserved a lot better than what he got. Yeah. Um, now, 
everyone under the sun wrote an article about Kevin Durant. I'm not trying to like specialize mine by any means to say it's better than anyone else's. But but you but you can read ours. Yes. At 48minutesnetwork.com by yes. Tim Daniel. You can. You can. And like I want the angle of he's done everything possible to show how like he's human, how he's a lot like us. And he's done a lot of, like to say like, look, yeah, I had a burner account. I hit up some girls and slid in their DMs with it. I played some video. I play video games with some people online. I like to drink beer. You know, eight, 14 year old kids are talking shit to him in his Instagram direct messages. And he's snapping back at him to kind of teach him a lesson. I'm down for that. I dig yeah, it. Sure. Um, so when this happens, you know, obviously, I mean, I wish we could just like go ahead and put up while we're listening to the show, just the NBA team for 48 minutes, our group text of just us like, when you see the pictures of the day they find out he's practicing and the ice is around his heel, not his calf muscle that there was reported the injury, his yes. heel. Yes. And we go, oh, that's not good. Yeah. And then, yeah. Very suspect. Right. And then when they're like, oh, yeah, he's going to play, instead of being like excited, which obviously I want to see him play and I want to see him be 100%, I was like, I was really nervous, Sean. Like, I didn't have like a hell yeah, let's go moment. I had a, oh my God, I hope he's okay moment. Like literally that was my exact reaction when they said he's in. I felt the, just the kind of look on his face when he was entering the arena, he did not have like that same kind of like fierce, like, you know, devil may care look on his face. Like he, he looked a little shaken when he walked out there. Like he, like you could just tell from the expression on his face that he was not really ready. Yeah, and then you kind of see the shots during warm-ups where he throws down alley-oops. He does the dance that he does before every game, and you're like, maybe it's a little better than we think it is. And he comes out in the first quarter, and he is just clicking. Oh, yeah. my God. He is just doing Kevin Durant things. And we're like— Not, not moving, like, super, super fast, but making good shots. Right. Taking good shots, making good shots, coming off screens, you know, and, and get doing what he does best. So what did he have, 12 points in the first quarter? I think 14, yeah. 14, okay. So fantastic, fantastic first quarter, and— and then it happened. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, man. You know, I was with you when the Gordon Hayward leg break happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I both being Bulls fans, we saw the, dem- the demise of Derrick Rose's legs. Yeah. This sucked just as much as those, maybe more. Not yeah. just because it was the NBA Finals, but because this is the number one free agent in the world. This is the best player in the world in a lot of yeah. people's eyes, art mine included. Yeah. And now we potentially might not have the best player in the world. I should say, I shouldn't say potentially, I should say probably won't have the best player in the world for maybe 10 to 12 months. 10 to 12 months. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's safe to say he, this guy might not play next season. Yeah. And that he sucks. Might. And it does suck. It sucks for, for everyone. It sucks for, for the NBA. It sucks for whichever team is going to, you know, end up, you know, bidding on on Kevin Durant's surgery or surgery, his his services, um, you know, for next year. And I mean, it's uh, it's and this is a this is a this is kind of like Tommy John surgery in the MLB, man. This is like this is not a this is not a big uh, I mean, players obviously come back from this, but not a. there's never been a player who's come back from an Achilles injury that's ever quite been the same. Yeah, so let's kind of go through some of the guys who have gone through this so we can kind of paint the picture. Yes. Obviously, Boogie's the most recent. Yes. Um, who, his... who, who, this season, we, we, you know, we're like, you know, what's going on with this? You know what I mean? Like, right. he, he's not, he hasn't looked right the entire year. No, not at all. 
Um, Elton Brand went through, and he was in his late 20s. I think he was 27. Yeah. Dominique, when he was 32. Um, Jonas Jurekpo went through it. And, you know, like you said, like, you listed all those names. Like, well, besides, I wouldn't say Jurepko belongs in the same group as the guys I named before by any means, but um, none of those guys came back as the superstar they were beforehand, and that's really concerning. But in the same point, none of those guys have the skill set of Kevin Durant. Correct, correct. None of those guys were the best player in the NBA, you know. But Kobe Bryant, you know, perfectly. I mean, he he got hurt at age 34, though. And, uh, I mean, um, obviously he was kind of on the wrong side of his NBA career when that happened. And I think he probably he probably would have had another good two to three years in him had that not happened. Um, but the, you know, the, the just remember watching him get back up and shoot those free throws was just like the most baller thing I've ever seen, I think, after tearing that. Because it's Kobe Bryant, just tough dude, tough dude. But you look at like a, a lot of people brought up a lot of like legacy players that, you know, that it happened to. And all of them like old players like Elgin Baylor. It happened when he was 36. You know, he was averaging 23, 27.5 points a game. Uh, when El- Elgin Baylor went out in um, 1970, and when he came back, he averaged 11.8, which is, like, one of the craziest drop-offs mm-hmm. ever. Like, he was still kind of, even at, at the age of 36, he was putting up 27.5 points a game, which is insane. Kobe, he dipped down seven points. Patrick Ewing was 36 when he went out, and, I mean, for a big guy, it's kind of like a death sentence for your career, so his numbers got cut in half. Wesley Matthews, uh, another oh, one, yeah. um, who had it... Uh, he was 29 when it happened, um, and he was one of those guys that was kind of, you know, he hadn't really capped out in terms of talent yet. I think he maybe could have taken one more small step before kind of capping out, but, um, you know, he's, he took a step back after after he came back as well. Dominique Wilkins, that happened when he was 32 years old. So, um, But in, in, in true Dominique fashion, averaged 26 points a game pre-injury came back 25.2 points a game. <laughs> what a beast. Yes. What a beast. So, um, that was Co- before Boston, right? Um, I believe that was when he was on the Clippers. Yeah. I think he was on the Clippers or he was in Greece. He took a year off to play in Greece and then I That's think, right. I think he went to either, either he en- I think he ended his career in Boston, correct? Yes. Okay, ended the career in Boston, but he before that he I think he played for the Clippers for one or two seasons and then played in Greece for a year. So I don't know when that happened, but um, he uh, you know, I mean he was he was still balling. So maybe those stats are padded because he went to Greece. So I, I mean I don't really know. So actually, he ended his career. You won't believe this. Okay. With the Magic. That's correct. He did. I forgot about that. The lockout. So yeah, he he left Boston in '95, went and played in Greece in '96. Came back and played in San, in San Antonio in 97, went to Italy in 98, and came back in 99 and played for the Magic. Okay. Okay. So he had a he had a couple years after. He had some. That's weird to think that Dominique Wilkins was playing in 1999. With Penny Hardaway. With Penny Hardaway. That's yeah. just really, really weird. Really weird. I think Horace Graham's um, on that team, too. That was his last year in Orlando. I think, yeah, you're right. You're right. That was right before he went to, um, to the Lakers. What a, what a weirdo season. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, it history hasn't been kind to to players that have had this injury um i think i think back in you know years ago you know you know 10 15 years ago the acl was you know that was it and yeah it's it's amazing the uh the medical treatment they're doing with with you know players that are tearing their acl their acl now 
um, and they're coming back and performing really well. Derrick Rose, not so much, but you know, uh, Zach Levine, I mean, that's one that comes to my mind immediately. Like he's been, you know, balling since he returned. Yeah. Not just in basketball. I mean, <clears throat> Carson Palmer towards ACL twice and still. Yes, he like, did. Tw- like 10th all time in career passing yards or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah, that's insane. He's also a super athlete, but you know, neither here nor yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll say this, Sean, like this obviously really sucks. This takes a year away from his career and his prime. You know, this is a tough situation for any team that signs him, though I don't think any team's going to pull their offer to sign him by any means. I think they're willing to pay him $40 million to rehab a year. I would be too. Um, But am I wrong to think that, you know, maybe it's just the skill set, maybe it's just everything about him, that I think when he does come back and play, he'll still be an all-star? I, I, I believe that. I believe that. I think uh, he's, you know, it took a lot of heart for him to even go out there. And there was a lot of a lot of the blame game going around, obviously, after the game. Um, you know, shouldn't have been out there. You know, and really, in our minds, we're thinking the same thing. Like, you know, he shouldn't have been out there. You know, he, he had barely practiced. You know, we saw that picture, obviously, with the, the ice strap to his, his, uh, his ankle. So... Uh, you know, it didn't look good, but then he started playing, and you're like, wow, you know, 14 points first quarter, you know, he's he looks fine, you know, and then that happened. And they said that he had some lower leg pain, which obviously, you know, he, he shouldn't have been out on the floor playing. Yeah, and I will say this. I will never fault an NBA player for wanting to play with the season on the line. Ever. No. Ever. No. No. I mean, because that was his choice. He wanted yeah. to play. He but wanted I, to play. Yeah, but at the same point, I 100% fault the Warriors staff for being like, yeah, this is cool. Like, for the fact that, like, w- the first report you hear is, well, he's going to play. He's not on a minute restriction. It's like, I get your season's yeah. on the line, but Jesus Christ, he's That's been gone true. for two months. That's true. That's true. Um, but you know, I, I, I really do think KD also pressured them to let him play. I'm sure. And, and these guys, this is a this is a franchise now that's very competitive. Um, they want to win. They want to be the best dynasty ever. I get they it. They want to be the best dynasty ever. And, and well, and, and, and you basketball, you want to win, man. And this is it. I mean, this is your your season on the line. And you know, maybe um, the last run of this Warriors team. Maybe the last run. Of, I don't think it's going to be. I think I think they're going to have several more runs with different. Uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna swap some players and reload in a season or two. I, I I was I was thinking about that the other day, and I think this is a a team that probably has a you know a possibility to become the next you know San Antonio Spurs type dynasty where you have a few of the you know the main guys stick around and then just kind of build around it. So I think I think I I don't think this is the end of the Warriors or anything like that. I think they're still gonna be fantastic, but there's it's gonna look different next year. It definitely will be different. I agree. Um, so in regards to the future, obviously there's so many, so many, so many hang, uh, tang- in this tangled web that is the NBA. Yeah, it just gets a little bit more tangled here. Um, obviously, most importantly, his future. Um, I know a lot of people still expect that the New York Knicks still really want Kevin Durant. I would still want Kevin Durant. There was Knicks fans in LA today, standing outside hospitals, holding signs that say, "Get well soon. Can't wait to see you in New York." Like. Kind of baller, honestly. Kind of, kind of respect it the is. hustle. 
It is. It is. But I just, <laughs> at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, man, the Knicks getting another injured star. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no like, kidding. At, at, at the same time, I'm like, this is going to be, if, if that ends up happening, this is going to be the most Knicks thing ever to happen to the Knicks. But, you know. Yeah. Did you see for, the, for... Uh, did you see the article, the cover of the New York Times? Like one of the, I think it was the New Yorker. It said no. Knicks lose game five. No, I didn't. Yes, it did. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, they just, I, I, they always, they always have this track record of finding somebody who's like on the wrong side of their career, you know. And it's, and not that Kevin Durant before that game was on the wrong side of his career. We're talking, this is, we're at, we're at peak Durant right now. So, um, but this is, you know, I mean, there's going to be some jokes, obviously, if he does end up signing there. Um, I, I. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's leaning towards Brooklyn or, you know, I they I, I don't think he's going to stay with the Warriors. No, Woj said this morning on the get up that opting in is his last resort. It's a last resort. That's what I read as well. So, um, you know, 31 million, you know, to rehab for a year. Not bad, but you might be able to get more to rehab for a year <laughs> Yeah, no someplace kidding. else. But, you know, it kind of depends on, on what you want to do, what you want to do for your legacy, you know, where you want to take it. And it, it, we've, we've gotten all the indications that his camp is moving to New York. Uh, we don't know which team yet, but that's probably going to happen. And, uh, you know, and, you know, I, I feel I feel bad for any team that's going to sign him right now just because you're going to pay him basically for a year of rehab, which is terrible, but you got to lock him down. Yeah, I still my still my best guess is still the Knicks. I think it still makes the most sense for what he wants to do with his life outside of basketball. Um and like you said, like we joke about the fact that the Knicks have kind of always get injured superstars in a case or have guys that get injured while they're there. Um I think the franchise is kind of comfortable with this scenario like after the whole Porzingis thing, you know, which is totally different scenario, I understand. Um, yeah. But, you know, they sat through a year of when's Porzingis going to play. And so, like, I think that the franchise is kind of like, yeah, we've kind of been through this before. We have an idea. Plus Durant's, you know, Durant on his best day is a lot better than Porzingis on his best day. So it's probably worth it. It is. It is. Now, I do want to ask you, so knowing – that uh, you're going to probably lose Kevin Durant for most of a season or all of next season. And you're a free agent that's, you know, planning on teaming up with said star. Do you think this changes anything with any any free agents that may be looking to, you know, uh, team up with Kevin Durant? I don't think so. Um, so... The analogy I was kind of using in this case would be, do you remember, I don't know if your parents did this when you were a kid, but my mom would do this thing when she would take me out for holidays, for Christmas shopping, where she would take me to the mall and she would have me pick out the toys I wanted and she'd be like, yeah, but you can't have this till Christmas. Yeah. This is kind of what that's like. So say you're, (laughs) say Brooklyn picks up Kyrie and they let D'Angelo Russell go. If you're D'Angelo Russell and you look at the Knicks, not saying this is going to happen, you kind of go... Okay, so next Christmas I get that toy, but for now I have these things I can kind of make, kind of build with. And, you know, if you're in the situation like the Knicks where, like, at number three, it's looking more and more like you're going to take R.J. Barrett. Um, who better for, even though it sucks Kevin Durant's out for a year, who better for R.J. Barrett to learn offensive game at the wing from than 
Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? Like to have 100%. him there to kind of be in his ear to kind of be like, RJ, do this, do this, do this. You also exactly. have that time to take that year to figure out can RJ Barrett and Kevin Durant play together? Personally, I don't think so, but it's not going to stop me from drafting and signing them. Um, so I don't think I would, especially like like a guy like a guy, another guy has been rumored to be the link to the Knicks is Kemba Walker. He's from New York. You know, he's a hometown guy. If Charlotte's probably going to offer him Supermax, he's probably not going to say no to that. But in that case where you can be the hometown guy, come home, and then you know next year you're going to have Kevin Durant, sounds pretty awesome to me. I, I agree. I agree. I think uh, I think it's a good situation for a guy. And I'm, I'll am i be honest, I'm, I'm really hoping the Knicks keep their pick. I am too. I really I, – it's like just – do something good. You got the third pick. R.J. Barrett's not a bad, you know, consolation prize for for not winning the Zion Williamson, uh, uh, you know, draft here. So, say you're Kimba or you know, D'Angelo Russell, somebody else that they can, you know, they can go to the Knicks, you know, and help them out. And you know, like you said, you know, Kevin Durant's there. He's you know, uh, helping you with your game while he's rehabbing, and then next year you get to play with him. I mean, it's worth it probably for some some younger players, uh, you know, that have time on their hands. I don't. It's a lot of players that uh, need to probably win now in their career. You know what I mean? Like LeBron James, obviously. I mean, he's not going anywhere, but like a like a big talent like that. Um, like I don't really see. I don't see. I don't see Jimmy Butler going to the Knicks and doing that. I don't either. Okay, like I don't see that, but there's some some like an older player, Kimba Walker, another one. Uh, if I'm Kimba Walker, you know, if I'm going to leave Charlotte, a team that's going to offer me the most money in the history, and and basically, um, basically, you know, bankrupt the team <laughs> by by re-signing me to this massive contract. Um, if I am going to leave, it's going to to be to win. Yeah. I completely, completely agree. Like, like if I'm, I'm Kimball Walker, like I'm, I'm going to, you know, another place where there's another star, whether that's, you know, LA or, you know, even, even Brooklyn, you know, some other place, you know, where, you know, I'm going to make something of, of, of what I'm doing. I'm put leaving this money on the table, you know, and I, I, I we keep coming back to Kimba, man. And like the Kimba situation is, is so strange Terrible. to me. It is just so terrible, and like the more I think about it, like the more I really think about it, I, it's really in Charlotte's best interest to, to let him walk. It is, but that's a story for another day, I guess, because we have a lot of free agency coverage. That is, that is. I just, I just had to, I had a touch on it. I'm I sorry. Feel I feel you. I feel you. Sometimes I just go down that rabbit hole, and I'm just <laughs> like, man, I'm really thinking about Kimba right now, and how this is going to be bad. But, um, Let's but talk- yeah, I mean. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go no ahead. you go ahead. No. You. All right. So I was going to say, let's go ahead and do a little quick talk about game six. So, Sean, this is, in fact, the final basketball game at Oracle Arena, regardless of what happens the rest of the series. Oof. This is the last time the Warriors play in this arena. This Oof. is the last time we get to have the crazy crowd that is Oracle before they go to San Francisco and go to the Chase Arena. Yes. This is the last time Steph Curry has a chance to go and drop 45 in, an, in that arena. This is the last time Clay Thompson has a chance to drop 45 in that arena. Or 25 and a quarter. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so 
this is obviously for both teams, you know, one team's trying to end it, one team's trying to keep it alive for one more chance um, to play Sunday night. But at the end of the day, this is really kind of, I guess because we haven't had a finals that has been like this in three years that we forgot what it's like to see when go this deep. Normally, like, we're already done our mock draft episode by now. Um, so, I don't know, man. Um, I kind of, like, think Golden State's going to win because of all the momentum of winning the last game. The crowd's going to be super into it because they know it's the last time that Oracle and, obviously, Steph and Clay are on your team, which is never a bad thing. But, Sean, they don't have enough guys. They don't, man. I mean, I, I feel like they're gonna have to like call up Chris Mullen or something, and right, Mitch Richmond like, and Mitch Richmond, Tim Hardaway, whoever they can get. Is there anybody? I mean, they are hurting right now. Baron Davis and, looks mean, like he can play. Who? Baron Davis does look like he can play. He does. He does look like he can play. We could bring him back. You know, maybe what's Matt Barnes doing? I don't know. Maybe you know? Clan Azabuki's can kind of come back because he's still maybe, built like a brick shit house. Monte Ellis. We could get them all together. Yeah. Why not? Um. Um. But uh. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, this is this is one of the biggest games ever at Oracle. I mean, this is the I mean, their backs against the walls, and it's you know, I I wasn't completely convinced they were going to be able to pull that out at the last minute, the last game. So um, I expect this to be tight, uh, and I expect Kawhi Leonard to close this game out. <laughs> <laughs> so like if if I'm if I'm a betting man I think Toronto's going to win this. But just because, you know, I mean, you had you had the that one good quarter with Kevin Durant last time. I mean, Iggy's really going to have to pull out the stops, you know, Kevon Looney has to heal. <laughs> you know, it's Yeah. He These, these are all these are all really bad. bad. He looked terrible. He was grimacing for like two minutes while he was in the game. There's like, at one was... point he hits the floor and it's like, oh, oh dude. God, like you could see he had his head ducked into his shoulders. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was and then he made a layup, you know, he actually played through it and made a layup. And it's like, God, that guy's that guy's tough to go out there and do because you I mean, you never see players that hurt. They're usually calling just to get out of the game. And he was just like staying in there like, sure, this is fine. <laughs> you know? So um, I don't know what if you had to predict what what do you got what do you got going here on this one? So I'm gonna say this while as okay. I kind of look through the games. This is how much the Warriors have won by. I mean, the, how much the Raptors won by in the games they won so far in this series. Okay. Game one, they win by nine. But okay. that was the Pascal Siakam insane game. Yes. Um, game two, obviously, Golden State wins. Game three, they win by fourteen. They score 123. Yeah. Game four, they score 105 and win by 13. Now, obviously, we know about game five. Warriors win by one. There's the stretch at the end of the game where Toronto basically hands them the game. Um, yeah. But what I'm trying to say here, Sean, is that when the, when, when the Raptors are winning these games, they're scoring triple digits. They're really kind of handling the game. So where my worry is for Golden State on this end is, look, if you're gonna, like, you can very much convince me that there's a good possibility Steph and Clay can give you 75 points. Yeah, but I mean, those, I, those two together, no doubt that, about that, it. That could happen. But where the hell is that other 30 points gonna come from that they're gonna need? Like, it's, I don't know. Like Draymond and Boogie may combine for 18 to 22. I can see that. Um, they very well could combine for 30. I'm not gonna count that out by any means, but. I don't know, man. Like, when you look at this Toronto team, like, I know I've said bad things about Kyle Lowry, but that's a guy that can score. 
Um, Kevin, I know he talks about Kawhi Leonard and how he was really rough down the game. I don't expect him to play that way two weeks, two games in a row. Pascal Siakam has completely erased all the bad he had in the Eastern Conference Finals in this series. And there's still that crazy record where the Rocket, I mean, the Raptors, I'm mess, messing everything up here today. The Raptors have literally only lost twice in this playoffs when Marcus Gull, Marcus saw scored 10 or more points. So I'm looking at a situation where, yeah, you know, the, arguably the two best shooters in the league are on one end. Sure. And then on the other end, I'm looking at seven guys that can score. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Van Vliet yeah. can score, you know, um, obviously. I mean, Ibaka's played really well in this series. Um, I don't expect Danny Green to score by any means. He only had four points the other night, but, you know, his job was kind of to play defense that game. And then, obviously, the two great forwards in Leonard and Siakam. Um, I agree. I do think I expect the Raptors to close this out. Will I be shocked if the Warriors win the final game in Oracle and take it to Game 7? Not one bit. But when I look at this game and I look at the freshness, at this point in the year where it's the last two games of the season, it all comes down to who has the most guys. And in this case, Toronto has the most guys. They do. They do. They have their bench is, I mean, ridiculously deep. Man, it's weird to think that Jeremy Lin hasn't played at all. <laughs> yeah, he played when the game was play, over. He played, he played like 30 seconds. 30 seconds, yeah. <laughs> like, they threw him in there. It's, like, weird to think, like, he's on a team. Because, like, usually, like, he's a decent, you know, bench player. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, he, I know he got hurt the year before, but... Uh, you know, it's weird to see him on a team and not playing like just a few minutes, you know? So um, that's how deep they are right now. They don't even have to even go to Jeremy Lin. We don't need Lin Sanity to win this. Yeah. So, so they're like know. non-rotation bench guys are kind of hilarious. I know. Like what Jeremy Lin, like Jody yeah. Meeks. Like. Yes. Yeah. They do have Meeks. I forgot about him. Yeah. OG Ananobi has been a healthy scratch the whole series. I'm kind of surprised by that. I know he's been, he was injured for a while, but I thought, yeah, having, he had, I had him on my fantasy team for most of the year, and he was uh, he was very quiet. Like I was kind of going with the upside with him, and he uh, he didn't have the best of of years this season. So he had a few good games, but nothing nothing major in the stats category. So, but yeah, I am surprised he hasn't. I mean, he's like you said, he's a healthy scratch. So you know, he's not even playing. So um, this is the rotation they're going with. Um, obviously, if they need to dig deep, they can. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, that's a that's a luxury most teams, uh, well, the late, well, the Warriors especially don't have right now. I mean, you know, I don't. I mean, Andrew Bogut's gonna get playing time this next game. Yes, yes, he is. Like he is, he is really going to get. He is really going to get, um, uh, some playing time in this, and and you know, I think Jordan Bell is too, who got some playing time the other game you know it was yeah. just weird to see him out on the floor it's like what are we doing here but this is what you had to do and you gotta you gotta count on guys to come in off the bench and you know give you some production for even you know a few seconds to a few minutes you know just to give the dude some rest i mean and end of the game i'll tell you you know they interviewed steph after the last game and i mean he just he looks exhausted yes he does he looks exhausted like he doesn't look like he's excited <laughs> or anything he looked like he just dodged death so he uh it's it's interesting it's gonna be interesting to see what he brings clay brings and and what they have to dig into so yeah i agree so yeah i'm gonna take the raptors i think the raptors win it. they'll close it out that tomorrow night um the spread golden state's favorited by two and a half points but you know what sean home team gets a three-point advantage on the spread every time 
So they're saying that if this was a neutral site, they would trust the Raptors to win. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I agree with that. All right, man. So um, a lot of news to get to. I want to touch on one thing before we kind of get into like all the free agency and trade stuff. Uh, we had a really cool moment today in the NBA. Uh, I wasn't sure if you saw, but John Beeline, the new coach of the Cavaliers, former coach in Michigan, made some history today, my friend, when he hired he Lisa Gottlieb, who is a former Division One women's college basketball coach, to be a member of his staff. And Lindsay Gottlieb, Lindsay Gottlieb, forgive me. Um, this is a woman who has been very successful at the college basketball level, and now she's going to be a part of the – she's going to be an assistant coach – she is bringing. She is going to be part of the sixth female to work in the league now. I am definitely reading this off Joe Vardon's article in the Athletic. I'm not even going to lie. Um, yeah. With like Becky Hammond, uh, Chelsea Melvin, Christy Tolliver, you know those those people there. She's been a Cal. Cal has been pretty good throughout their time. So this is awesome. I think this is really cool. Um, she's got a huge record success, obviously. So this is a great thing to kind of show that like, this league is always. We've talked about a lot how this league is moving forward and how they're really putting a lot of time into the WNBA to give it as much recognition as you can. I mean, seriously, we've talked about this. The WNBA league passes $15. Like buy that shit. It's it's cheap. It's worth it. I, I watched cheap. some games the other night on it. You, you got, you got hoops the whole season. Yeah. The whole off season. You yeah. Know? And then he, and then, and then during summer league, you got double hoops. And then we have team USA basketball this summer. We do have team USA basketball. And if there's anything that, that gets Tim Daniel going, <laughs> It is Team USA basketball. It is. Fight me. Sorry, I like watching yes. the best people in the world get together and beat the crap out of the world. Yes. It's fun for me. It's fun. Uh, sure. But yeah, I think I wanted to touch on that real quick. Uh, I think it's awesome. It's huge. That's awesome. And, and it's, you know, this shouldn't be like a progressive looking move for a team. It should just be something that's commonplace at this point. Yeah, for sure. It, it really is. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if they'll ever be, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I did. I mean, I don't ever see the NFL hiring any any female coaches. It just, you know, I feel like the NBA was able to, you know, the bringing in female referees was like a big thing when they did that. And it's yeah. like this this really shouldn't be as big of a story as it is, but it's uh it's super cool. I mean, it's really, I mean, it's it's cool. I don't think it should be cool. I think it should be commonplace. I think we should be doing this more often. And props to the Cleveland Cavaliers for um, um, you know, making a move like this. It's great. Absolutely. Uh, so I was getting ready to bring up the fact that Kyrie Irving declined his option with the Celtics. <laughs> and yeah. then we find out that he is also part of ways with his agent. So he has. this is a Kyrie well, kind of day, apparently. Um, this is a, this is some breaking news. Yes. So <laughs> Kyrie Irving has part of ways with longtime agent Jeff Weschler on the same day that he tells the Boston Celtics that he is not going to pick up his option will be a free agent, which we all expected to do. Sure. Um, so obviously a lot of signs point to clutch clutch. Somebody just tweeted, uh, on her Twitter. I'm kind of monitoring it right now. And he put, by God, that's rich Paul's music. (laughs) (laughs) Props to Justin Russo fly by night on, on, on Twitter. That's, that's pretty funny. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, this is a, this is a really, really interesting development when you think about it. I mean, if he's, this has got to be, this has got to be what's happening, right? Yes. <laughs> You're not even, like, it can't be anything else. Like, I mean, we are, we are, like, what, 
two, three weeks away from free agency and you fire your agent, someone has gotten into his ear. Yeah, because we have the draft next week and the free agency is the Saturday after, the Sunday after. Jesus. Yeah. So, so now that, that changes my thinking a little bit. <laughs> I still think it's Brooklyn, but. You still think it's Brooklyn. You still think it's Brooklyn. Yeah, because he was there. He's been spotted. He's, he's, he's looked at some. Our uh, boy Pooch. Yeah, our boy Pooch has been killing it. Yeah, showed uh, had reports that Kyrie Irving was at the forty forty club with Karis LeVert, and yeah, Karis LeVert basically confirmed it. So yeah, he he was there. He was there. Jared Allen, I believe, was there. Yeah, as well. So a few other players, and uh, obviously we saw the the pictures of him smiling, going out uh, house shopping. Yeah, and just in case anyone was wondering from what I read, yes, Kyrie Irving was at the forty forty club. Yes, ESPN was on the screen. Yes. Shout out Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think Brooklyn makes the most sense for what he wants to do. Um, I think that I surely believe he wouldn't be going there if he was going alone. I think once they made that trade where they got Torian Prince, they got rid of Alan Crabb's contract, and they gave up picks, they fully suspect someone is going there with Kyrie Irving. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of Tobias Harris being linked to the Nets. I love that situation. Um, we've heard Jimmy Butler potentially looking at the Nets, which I still believe he'll, my best guess is he stays in Philly, but that's just a prediction. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different ways this can go now. Well, I mean, here's the, here's, here's what we're looking at. Well, we just talked about Kevin Durant either going. Kevin Durant's a possibility. Kevin Durant. So, so Kevin Durant, you know, obviously looking at, at one of the two, New York franchises right now, correct? That's kind of what yeah. we've that's that's what we've narrowed it down to. We don't. He's not coming back to the Warriors um, unless it's some kind of last ditch effort. Um, Lakers aren't going to sign him because they got to win now. Um, so I didn't think about that. Yeah, that that's I think that's out the window as well. So what if you know? What if Rich Paul has swooped in, which we all suspect he has. Yeah, more than likely, and. You're looking at Kyrie Irving, a player that has been hurt quite a few times in his career. Um, yeah, just missed going, the playoffs not too, like, a season ago. A season ago. So you look at a player like him and... Oh, no. It's not Rich Paul. Okay. We, okay. It's Rock okay. Nation. It's Rock Nation. Of Jay-Z lore. Jay-Z. Okay. Brooklyn, New York lore. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Former Everything owner I- of the Nets lore. Built the Barclays Centers. You get my point. Yes. So so, so everything I just said, forget about it. <laughs> forget about every everything I was just talking about. That's how quickly things change in the NBA, literally while we're talking. Cool. So, never mind. <laughs> Twitter blew up for literally five minutes. <laughs> Like they, they were like, oh, you know, so this is all right. This makes more sense. So Kyrie Irving, 100% going to Brooklyn now. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is it is so confirmed. It's not even funny. And Jay-Z, so, if I remember correctly, Jay-Z and Kevin Durant are pretty tight. Yes. Yes, they are. They are. Oh, boy. Tinfoil so, hats, baby. Yeah, tinfoil hats. So that, that could be happening. That could be happening. But D'Angelo Russell, that means he's probably on the move then, right? Has to be. I mean, there's still the reports that they want to pair them together. And we went into a very extensive conversation on a show last week where that doesn't make sense to me. 
to put this through together. Not that they're not great talents, and they're not great all, and they're, they're both definitely all stars for a reason. But I don't know if either one of those guys can play off the ball. And I swear to God, when I made this point the other day, if anyone comes here and is like, "Will Kyrie play off the ball with LeBron?" That's LeBron James, the best driving dish player of all time. Yeah. So stop that. But, yeah, it's 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 a totally different situation. Yes, these are pure. These are two pure isolation guys. Um, I don't, I don't think that's gonna work. Um, yeah. So there's been a lot of talks about DeAndre Russell going somewhere like Indiana. Love it. Yeah, that's that's obviously that's that's kind of a dream squad for him to go to, or you know maybe, you know maybe the Bulls can get rid of some players and they can he can go there. Don't make. Had to, had to, I had to throw it in there. I just had I know, to. I know. It's been three weeks. <laughs> We'll take you. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. No, but Twist Indiana's a great spot. I think Indiana's good. Um, where where else would you maybe uh, the Timberwolves? That's been a possibility. People talked about because he's really good friends with Cat. He's been yeah. talked about in Phoenix because he's good friends with Booker. Okay, I'll tell you an underrated one. Okay, Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, I was just thinking that. You mean a team is not going to put, you know, their hopes and dreams of the future into Markel Fultz? <laughs> I mean, I'm shocked. <laughs> Shut up. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I, and man, he would look good in those uh, those pinstripe uniforms too. I would, I would, I would love to see him there. Yeah, because I think their money situation's kind of on the point where they really can make some noise. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. Uh, I mean, is Vooch on the last year of his, or is he a free agent this year? He's a free agent. Okay, well, I'd rather have D'Angelo Russell and just go with Mo Bamba. Yep. So and then you so, have Aaron Gordon. You have Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, like the one thing Orlando truly needs to build their future is like someone that can actually shoot the ball, not just people. Mark, that can Marco dunk. Fultz. Marco <laughs> Fultz. He's everything that they want and need. <laughs> I I hope he I hope he ends up being I hope he does. I do too. I do too. I just I gotta throw some shade because his career's been so weird so far. It's the weirdest <laughs> two years I've ever seen from from a top pick. Yeah, no doubt about yeah, it. yeah. And that includes having someone's dad in the same draft who doesn't stop talking, and we're still like talking about a weird situation. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so he might be on the move. So that's probably. I think that's probably going to happen. I think I don't. Any of those four we named, I I'm okay with. Uh, yeah. Even though I hate the Suns because they're so shitty. A lot of people say the same about our team, man. <laughs> So, but they're, they're way worse. <laughs> yes. They're like, we only need wings. <laughs> and then, and then they stop having wings and they're like, we only need guards. And then, and then that stops. And then they're like, we only need players from Kentucky, <laughs> you know? So like, I mean, I, I don't know what they've been doing the last like seven years. It's been absolutely awful. Like, I hate that team. Because yeah, they are just, I, do I, I don't I hate, hate the team. I don't hate any the team in the NBA. Sucks, but their draft I, selection suck. I, the draft selection sucks. Mismanagement after mismanagement. And it's like, you got Devin Booker. And they it's wouldn't like, trade on. the pick that was Josh Jackson for Kyrie Irving. They're so stupid. So stupid. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Thanks for bringing that up. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. You, it's, I, this is why I you guys that, shouldn't draft Kobe White. This is, this is I, right here is why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just going <laughs> to. You're just going to ruin him. Yeah. I mean, you'll ruin whoever you draft, but. Yeah. I mean, we want to see him go to Chicago where he'll be ruined in a completely different way. Yeah, exactly. Yes. All right. So I guess it brings us to, isn't this weird? What what weird timing the NBA has, Sean, where. Sure. A Sports Illustrated article comes out on the magazine with Rich Paul on the cover. 
talking about Anthony Davis and how the two teams he really wants to play for are either the Lakers or the Knicks. And wouldn't you know, the same day this comes out, the talks heat up and the talks get serious. Yes. So the timeline today, we have the, like I said, the article comes out where he's talking about basically Rich Paul. If you read the article is like, I'm not doing this just for LeBron. I'm doing this to help Anthony Davis. No, you're doing this to help LeBron. Um, 100%. Yeah, it's okay. He is he is literally your best friend. <laughs> yes. Right. He is literally your best friend. Yes. You guys even tell the story in the article about when you met at the airport and he had the throwback Warren Moon jersey that we've heard so many times. Um, but come on, man. Like, we know what this is. And then, you know, a couple hours later, we get the report from Wendy, who goes on the Rich Eisen show. I find out the source finally, by the way. And goes... Anthony Davis has told Rich Paul to put him on the Lakers to make it happen. Literally in the article, he says Boston can trade for him, but they're only going to have him for a year. Literally controlling the narrative. Yes. And then we find out the Lakers and the Celtics are both talking separately with the Pelicans Woj bomb there. do you feel that the the Celtics immediately after reading that article were like, we got to get back on the phones? <laughs> Honestly, if they give up Jason Tatum for a year of Anthony Davis, oh, God. I will never credit Danny Ainge ever again. You can't. Because that's like, I get that Jason Tatum. How do you, how do you, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There has been a four year plan in place for Danny Ainge to obtain Anthony Davis. Dude, yeah, Nicole Yang was on Shot Callers this summer and talked about it. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, this has been a four-year plan, basically, to get him because they knew eventually he was going to one out of New Orleans as a player like Anthony Davis would. And they have saved up assets. They made that, you know, ball and trade for Kyrie Irving. We, at the beginning of the season, thought that they were shoo-ins to make the NBA Finals. So they hit some bumps in the road. That did not happen. Kyrie Irving has given all but – he's given every indication that he's leaving right. for Brooklyn as of right now at, you know, 8.25 p.m. on, on, on June 12th. <laughs> um, he is uh, – he's given every indication he's going to leave. So that was wasted. So a little bit. Well, not not really. I mean, it is what it is. You trade away, you know, Isaiah Thomas, so who's – not playing well right now either, but who you gave up the last pick in the Brooklyn trade for? Y- y- you did give yes, and and yeah. So there's there's that piece of irony going back to Brooklyn. Yes. So um, so so that happens, and and now you're at a point you you convinced Dell Demps not to trade this pick. Wait till the summer. Wait till the summer. Yeah, we can offer you more. We get to the summer, mm-hmm. and <laughs> here we are. And if you're the Pelicans, like, what, what, you know, what are you going to get from them? That's that's you know, you're, you're obviously going to get Jason Tatum, who had kind of a, you know, I would I wouldn't say he he didn't progress the season at all. No, I've I've been pretty open about it. He was worse in the playoffs been, than he was. He, he, Yes, and I mean, we were, playoffs. we were, we were, yeah. I mean, he balled out of his mind last year. So, so you're going to trade him, who is now considered to be probably your best trade asset, for one 
possible season of of you know Anthony Davis when Kyrie Irving is turning around and doing the same thing right now because yeah. I mean he was he was all willing to stay at the beginning of the year he was ready to ready to resign yeah you know? once he said ask me July 1st I was like oh he's gone yep yeah, that that's it that's <laughs> it so so you know he I mean he basically gave you know verbal confirmation to them from what we read yeah that he was going to resign with them and uh you know things change literally did so, it at the Boston Garden on the day of their fan fest yeah, yeah, like he said he said he was going to do it and it's like, man, Kyrie's kind of a dick. Yeah. You know there's <laughs> but, that, you know, there's the clip of like his rookie year where then Cleveland when that kid's like, "Are you going to leave us like LeBron did?" <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah, yes, sure I enough, am. you will. I have I have zero loyalty. <laughs> That's okay, but you know, he can go wherever he wants. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't I'm I'm never going to fault a player for leaving. I'm hyped for Brooklyn so, if they get him. So, I'm very hyped for Brooklyn as well. So, yeah, do you, this is this is a bad deal, right? Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't do this deal if you're Danny Ainge. Like, you'd have to be nuts to do this deal right now because, I mean, he's Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has been down in New Orleans, fine city, fine city. Yeah. Um, but he wants to go out west. He wants to be out in the fun, the sun, Hollywood. All that. That's that's the lifestyle he wants to. He wants to expand his brand. And Boston, it's cold it's the east coast you know it's yeah. you know it it it's i mean to me if i'm i'm anthony davis it's not appealing yeah he spent 19 years in the cold between chicago and lexington he doesn't want to do that cold yeah. shit anymore yeah i don't i don't blame him no, i don't, blame I don't him. either and, and that's why i didn't blame lebron at all a kid from the midwest going to the the closest hot spot he could go which was miami yeah he had his college and, and props to him and props to him man he 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 went down there had a lot of fun and got to live in one of the the finest places in america for you know a full a full three seasons yeah, so and, you know and i don't and one, and also one. So yeah. it's like, sure. So Anthony Davis, I, I, if Danny Ainge trains it, he has to be stupid, right? Yeah, that's this is unless <laughs> unless something else happens in the next couple of days, some other some other kind of plan, you know, transpires. I I just don't see this being a good deal, and they have to include him. Right, Tatum has to be part of this. Yeah, no, and I and go ahead. no offense to, you know, the Memphis Grizzly. I mean, any of those teams that have like a ton of draft picks. Like, I shouldn't say Memphis. I should really just keep it on Boston. But no offense to Boston, but I don't think um, you're that you're really going to be trading Anthony Davis for the possibility that, you know, the Pelicans are like, man, you're going to give us the 14th and 22nd pick so we could get Bull Bull? That, yes. They're not thinking that at all. No, no, no. So so they have, what was it, 14 and what was the other one? Uh, I think 22. Yeah, that's not appealing They've to me like at all. I mean, 37 draft picks. Yeah, I, uh, you know, trade it's for Mike Conley. The, just do it. Just trade for. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to do something. I mean, if you if you want, you need a, a decent guard that's gonna get you, you know, going in the playoffs next year. You're gonna need somebody who's already established. And you know what's uh, gonna happen, right? What's what's gonna happen? Isaiah Thomas is gonna sign back with the Celtics. <laughs> uh, I don't. Play I don't the Terry know if Rozier he would. Role? I don't. I don't even know if he, he apparently would, before he, he signed with Denver. Was, there was, was discussions. He... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he can go play the Terry Rozier role, you know. He could. Right. You know, and he, he might leave. So Yeah, he's an RFA. Yeah, so he might you know, I, I could see them, you know, not not matching some deals. Right. So so for him, let him let him roll. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. I mean, obviously over the last twenty four hours, especially the last like 
five or six hours. Um, I've been reading a lot of a lot of uh, Harrison Fagan sites, Silver Screen and Roll. Man, those guys are incredible. Those guys are incredible, and they are hyped. They are so took over by hype right now. Which it's is not even why I, mean, I believe. That's yeah. It's like I feel like I've been seeing that on my feed all day. Them writing, you know, more and more content about about this this possible trade, and uh, you know, you got to look though the the Lakers pretty much offered the whole treasure chest last year, except for LeBron. Didn't happen. Now there was a different, you know, general manager there. Yeah, because apparently the Clippers and Nets tried to get in and couldn't gain any traction. Yes. So this so, is but. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean they can't sure, get back sure. into it, though. Not at all. Like you said, like yeah. you said earlier, like you wouldn't be surprised if the Nets somehow swooped in and made this deal. I wouldn't either. But this feels like it's the Lakers to lose now, right? It feels like it, but there's something that is, you know, that is floating over me right now that just thinks that something's going to fall apart with this, and someone else that is completely unexpected is going to swoop in. Here's the thing: if the Lakers go into the draft next Thursday. Still holding the fourth pick, they they have no chance. That's it's no over. good. That's no good. It's no good. That's no good. That ain't it, Chief. Yeah. So like, <laughs> at some point, you know, because the report that's coming out is the Lakers have offered the fourth pick, Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, which is a fine package. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that package, but the holdup is the Lakers don't want to get rid of Kyle Kuzma, a player you and I are both fond of. Yeah. Um, but the Pelicans do want Kyle Kuzma, where we go, what's the fit? I don't know. Maybe the Pelicans just want to rob the Lakers, and that's fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> that's fine, yeah. Stack your assets. You yeah, know, fuck you it. don't have to you don't you don't have to hold on to Kyle Kuzma. You don't have you to can, trade can, Anthony Davis. You don't have you to You don't have to trade you don't do anything you want. He can, he can come back out and play for you next season. Right. He probably won't. He probably won't. But, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't blame them. Even if it's like, well, Kuzma's not the best fit because we have Randall on a year contract, you know, we could potentially sign Brooke Lopez to be our center. You know, there's like a they could potentially. Well, Boogie's not going back there by any means. That's he. That bridge is burned. If you watch that documentary on Showtime, oh, he's very, very honest about the about the Pelicans. But honestly, you know, like there's just it feels like the Lakers are really the best bet in this case, just because you know I do really believe Danny Ainge would love to have Anthony Davis, like any GM, obviously, but. When a push comes to shove, you may think you can convince him to play for longer than a year, but is it really worth the risk of May? And I get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George right now are making that like look good between Paul George being traded and obviously deciding to stay and Kawhi Leonard being awesome and taking his team to the NBA Finals, but this is the Boston Celtics. Like This is the second most illustrious franchise in the NBA to the Bulls, and this is... Like, really kind of like, this isn't a Boston move. And I get it. You know, like, there was like, the, you know, I've seen a lot of things come out recently where people are like, well, Kevin Garnett originally didn't want to go there. He said he wouldn't play for them. And it's like, that was 2007? It's all different yeah. now. Yeah. I like our phone. My phone's blowing up. I'm like waiting for him to like. What is, what is going on? Yeah, I'm waiting for them to be like. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's, um. Man, it's this is just this has been a crazy last couple days. Yes, and we're not we're not even really talking about the finals here. It's like everything that isn't the finals, right? So, obviously, for you and I who have interest in the Los Angeles Lakers, um, a little bit, we got a little skin in the game there. Yeah, there's there's a situation where we're like, 
love the idea of Anthony Davis playing on the Lakers. There's a situation where we love the idea of Anthony Davis and LeBron James playing it to get playing together for more than just the All Star game. Yes. Um, obviously, like this very well could be a possibility where it turns into like the Miami Heat, where yeah, you have all these great players, but your bench is awful because you have a lot of little money, so you sign the guys on vet minimums. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have some vet minimum guys on this squad if this if this deal goes through. I take that chance. I I oh. genuinely take that chance. Y- you have to. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. Because I think those vet minimum guys are going to be interested in that, man. Like, I think those vet guys are really going to, like, I'm trying to think. So, like. Like, like who? Maybe like a like a J.R. Smith? <laughs> well, obviously. Um, <laughs> like a George Hill. Like, you know, wasn't this going to be intriguing to him? Oh, yeah. You know, because yeah, he's, I mean, go- he's, he's, he's only going to have a mil guaranteed if, when the, if the Bucks cut him. Yeah. So, yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely someone they're going to have to look at. Not somebody... Not somebody. Not top of the list, but not top of the list. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know how much Ricky Rubio has left on his deal, but you know, that's a guy. You know, you're going to be looking for a competent point guard. You know, if you don't get a, if now that's barring the fact that they might get an All Star point guard, where you know, Kemba Walker. You know, Kemba Walker might go there. You know, you never know. So, um, you know, in the event they don't get Kemba Walker. Um, you know, you're going to be going after somebody who's, you, you want to go after a vet that knows what they're doing with a team like this. And, uh, George Hill, he's a, that's a heck, that's a, that's a decent, decent pick. I like that. Say you, know? you lose Kuzma in this deal, yes. which is kind of expected. And you, it's, it's, it sounds like they're going to lose Kuzma. And you get Anthony Davis. Do you try to get Marcus Saul since he's going to be a free agent? I don't. I don't know if Mark Gasol is going to leave Toronto. True. But I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. So, like, oof, this kind of sucks after, like... So, we keep talking about this free agency because of all these guys, the Durants, the Kyries, and all those guys. But after, like... It gets kind of bad there for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, actually... Yeah, Mark Gasol is a player option, so he's not leaving. He's a tw- player option for $22 million. He's He's taking that. Yeah, he's not he's not gonna go anywhere. Let me just like NBA free agents 2019. Maybe just, now they'll get Trevor Ariza. Maybe, LOL. maybe, maybe they'll finally they'll finally get him back. <laughs> um, Do you know they've been talking about could be possibly join Kyrie in Brooklyn? Yeah, JJ Redick. JJ Redick could be. One. He lives in Brooklyn. Yeah. He lives in Brooklyn, but he's from Philly though. Well, he. He's not from Philadelphia, is he? I believe he is. I, I don't think so. Let me look this up. Maybe you're right. I trust you, but... I think that's the reason he went there. I think... He is from... Oh, he's, oh, he's from Tennessee. Never mind. Yeah. I swear I read that he was he was from Philly at one point. I don't know. Maybe he lived there for a little while. I don't know. I, 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 I swear I heard that someplace. So. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, maybe, maybe he goes up there. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So. This is a lot of possibilities. So, regardless, here's the thing. The last thing I'll say because more than likely the way things work for us here at 48 minutes is as soon as we click, 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 click stop recording. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Yes. Here's what I want because I keep seeing this these photoshops, and obviously we've all seen the photoshops. Why is it in every damn photoshop? And I get someone's already wearing 23 for the Lakers that they're like, man, what number should we put on Anthony Davis? Eldon Campbell's number. No. <laughs> No, <laughs> Anthony Davis That's is way that... better than Eldon Campbell. Not even close. So another fun thing we haven't really talked about 
you know, not that this, you know, you know, because we, we've already kind of shat on this guy today, but to Marcus Cousins, who has a relationship with Anthony. Yeah, Davis. they're still good friends. Still good friends, you know, and, you know, moving from, you know, you know, the, the Bay Area to, to L.A., not a bad, not a, uh, not a bad deal. All. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure he's going to get a big deal now. So that might be a possibility. That's something we might need to look at. But I and mean, I know the Lakers peaked interest at first last year before the Warriors signed them. Yes, yes, they did. Yes, they did. But I mean, looking at this, looking at some of these these players, you know, I'm looking at like you know Gerald Green. You know, don't really hate that, um, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you, don't love it. Don't get, hate it. Don't love it. Don't hate it. You know, it's like how many more like crazy energy days are we going to get from from that guy? You know, probably not too many more, but you never know. But you know, I'm not, I'm not super impressed with the list of of no. backup guys we could be looking at for next season. No, Isaiah Thomas is not coming back to the Lakers. No, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I forgot all about that. <laughs> um, you know, Enos Cantor. You know, we could look at him. Love that. We could look. Yeah, we, we they've got that. I'm I'm. Trying to find some other guys. Kavon Looney, obviously, he's he's going to be, uh, you know. The guy that Bill be... Simmons said would rather have on the Celtics than Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. Yeah, that's pretty bad take. JaVale McGee's open again, <laughs> who had a uh, had an up-and-down season with them. Rajon Not Rondo. Terrible, though. Rajon Rondo could be back. Um, you know, uh, Nikola Mirotic, he's a, he's a free agent this after this year. True. So. So, I mean, there's a few names you can look at. Joakim Noah, of course. Um, <laughs> also true. Also true. Um, you know, I I don't know who they're going to go after, though. It's it, it's a very it's a very interesting list of, of players. Now, once again, listeners, this this deal could already be done. He could he could already be on his way to to Brooklyn right now, or the Celtics. So don't fault us for for listening to us talk about this. <laughs> Supposed deal to the Lakers that everyone else has talked about for the entire day. Yes, that we just we just have to talk about. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with this. It's going to be an interesting next uh, couple of days. Hopefully, you guys listen to this podcast before uh, before anything uh, or anything happens. Yes, absolutely. All right, man. So I think we can go ahead. We touched on just about everything here um, before we get out of here. Um, Want to touch on one quick thing because we know obviously with the end of the finals, that means the NBA season is not over. Um, so we have starting next week, obviously the NBA draft is on Thursday. We're going to be really nuts and busy. Um, it's going to be crazy. So it's going to be nuts Monday on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 48 minutes network. I think is what it is. I'll have to look it up and I'll put it on our Twitter account. Um, we'll tweet it. We'll have a live stream of our mock draft. Uh, we're doing a mock draft, different mock draft. Than we normally have before instead of doing everyone takes a guy. Uh, we're doing this in teams. So Sean and I will be pick two, pick five, pick eight, and pick 11, and pick 14 in the lottery. So we will be Memphis. We already know what that pick's going to be. Um, we'll be Cleveland. Do I have that right? Yeah. And we'll be one of the Atlanta picks. So and just get on Tankathon. You can see from there. You'll see where we're at. We're just doing the first round, though, so don't worry. Um Tuesday, Kyle Brandon is going to start our article series on the on the website, uh, talking about the after effects of the lottery. Uh, so I know he's been kind of pl- thinking that one through. On Wednesday, Donnie Menke, who was on our lottery action show, forty eight minutes contributor, uh, has written his late first round steals article. Thursday, you'll get my second round profile article. Um, I really like the second round of this draft. I really think there's depth. 
truthfully. And uh, also, we will be doing a live stream at our YouTube channel again that night during the draft. So you can see Sean and I get really pissed off when the Bulls don't get Kobe White. Yeah, live. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You'll see the disappointment in our faces while it's actually happening. Yes. Thank God you didn't yes. see that lottery night. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> But, Sean, it was great to have you back, man. I'm so happy you're back. and uh, great, great to be back, man. Yeah. So I'm enthused. I am, too. We got, we got, a, we got a big uh, next uh, three or four weeks in front of us, so this is, uh, this is a good time to be, uh, to be paying attention. Yes, it is. So, everyone, enjoy. Um, we may do a surprise pod to go Friday morning if the Raptors do win. I don't know. I know Sean won't be. He'll be asleep. But one way or another, we'll get to you. Have a good one. Also, five-star reviews on iTunes are cool.